Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Making of Donald Trump by David K. Johnston, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist whose penetrating gaze has followed Trump's career for over three decades. This revealing book peels back the layers of the persona presented to the American public and delves into the labyrinth of Trump's legal battles and opaque business practices. Johnston uncloaks the myriad of actions and choices that shaped the rise of a figure who has captivated the world's attention, unraveling the tapestry of a man whose real story is less often told. With his venerable background at the New York Times and bestsellers like Free Lunch and The Fine Print under his belt, Johnston combines his investigative prowess with a wealth of experience, making this book an authoritative account of Trump's ascendancy. While creating this portrait, Johnston also enlightens readers with insights from his teaching role at the Syracuse University College of Law. The making of Donald Trump is aimed not only at those fascinated by politics and social sciences, but also at news aficionados seeking the untold stories behind Trump's enigmatic rise. This book is perfect for anyone perplexed by Trump's unique brand of success and those yearning to uncover the man beneath the gold-tinted facade. Join us as we explore the corridors of power and ambition in this thought-provoking examination of one of the most polarizing figures in recent history. The Making of Donald Trump, How Donald Trump Rose to the Pinnacle of Power. Introduction. A Glimpse into the Enigma, Uncovering Donald Trump's True Character. Donald Trump's rise to the pinnacle of American politics is as unprecedented as the man himself. An enigmatic figure, Trump managed to captivate a nation taken aback by his unorthodox approach to the presidency. Outside the typical confines of political norms, this mogul of real estate and a celebrated TV personality leveraged his novelty, appealing to voters eager for change from the status quo. To his supporters, Trump is the epitome of vigor and business acumen, capable of tackling the nation's problems with the same resolve he exudes in his personal ventures. To comprehend how President Trump might steer the ship of state, it's crucial to scrutinize the bedrock of his professional life, his business dealings, scrutinizing the alliances he forges, his strategy in conflict, and his overall competence as a leader is imperative. These explorations into Trump's past reveal concerning insights into the strategies and principles of a man who virtually turned politics on its head. The troubling revelations behind Trump's education venture, the establishment that bore Trump's name, Trump University, promised to impart the secrets of his financial success to eager students. However, this institution bore little resemblance to a legitimate university. Critics and former students alike have decried its value, questioning the ethics and legality of its operations. It became the subject of lawsuits and allegations of misleading its customers, an unnerving chapter in Trump's repertoire that raises questions about his ethical compass when doing business. The capricious relationship between temper and truth. Trump's relationship with facts has often appeared to be, at best, strained. It seems his declarations and the truth share a tenuous connection, often swayed by his mood swings. This penchant for flexible realities not only colors his business interactions, 
but has profound implications for his role as a leader of a country where facts and objective truth are cornerstones of effective governance. A familial dispute with heart-wrenching consequences. Perhaps one of the most startling episodes unearthed from Trump's history is the moment he decided to revoke medical funding for his critically ill grandnephew. This harsh action came amidst a family-will dispute, suggesting a chilling willingness to place financial considerations over familial bonds and human compassion. This incident in particular casts a long shadow, inviting a deeper contemplation of the personal values Trump carries into the highest office in the land. In the exploration of Donald Trump's past actions, patterns, and decisions, the curtain is pulled back to reveal the nuances of a man who defies simple categorization. What emerges is a complex portrait, offering key insights to those seeking to understand the leader behind the showy facade. Part 1. The Art of Illusion How Donald Trump Masterminded His Media Avatar Peering into the 2016 Election One Question Looms Large How did a figure like Donald Trump manage to galvanize such massive support? The key lies in deciphering the masterful image he has portrayed to the public. An astute manipulator of perception, Trump has long painted himself as a touchstone for success, a figure capable of transmuting failing endeavors into profitable triumphs. Trump's deftness in media manipulation is not a product of chance, but of his incisive understanding of the press's operations, preferences, and crucially, its vulnerabilities. He has crafted and molded his image into one that resonates with many, ensnaring the imagination of the populace. Journalistic pressures often mean the rigorous fact-checking and in-depth analyses are sacrificed for the ticking clock. Trump banks on this, proffering tantalizing, headline-ready stories, photos in tow, which journalists too often disseminate with haste. His prowess in sculpting media stories traces back decades, with dubious truths skillfully woven into accounts that would serve his ends. A notable example from the 1970s saw Trump settle a lawsuit that mandated the inclusion of non-white tenants in his properties. But when facing the media, the narrative reframed the event as a minor settlement, glossing over the racial discrimination implications and deflecting any suggestions of guilt. Trump's command over the media stage was on full display in June of 2015. His presidential bid announcement in Trump Tower painted a picture of unquestionable support. Cheering crowds filled the space, an apparent testament to his popularity. But the exuberant atmosphere was a meticulously curated mirage. The supporters merely paid extras, there to clap and celebrate on cue for $50 each. The plot thickens as we delve into Trump's tendency to create fictitious personas to sow favorable narratives a media relations strategy both cunning and unorthodox. Using the alias John Barron in 1980, Trump called the New York Times to counter rumors of a missing art piece on his property, aiming to dodge a burgeoning scandal. Later, rebranded as John Miller for a People magazine interview, he drenched the conversation in tales of Trump's desirability among A-list celebrities. These are not mere anomalies, they reveal a pattern in Trump's rapport with the media. His ability to conjure fictions and set them loose as realities has been a defining tactic, a strategy that has propelled him into the limelight. Well-crafted, 
and effectively deployed, leaving behind a trail of bewitchment and bemusement. Part 2. A Fortress of Fiction. How Trump Molds Truth and Fears to Protect His Persona. Constructing and upholding an image of unblemished business prowess demands tenacity. For someone like Donald Trump, whose credibility and appeal rest on the mantle of success, there is a high stake in guarding this cultivated persona. His armory? A blend of truth, distortion, and legal intimidation, designed to stave off any challenge to his constructed narrative. Trump has resorted to an aggressive strategy against journalism, employing lawsuits, or the threat thereof, to silence critics or prevent unsavory truths from reaching the public eye. It's a tactic that frequently pays dividends. Many journalists and publishers shy away from protracted legal battles, either daunted by the financial burden or the long shadow of litigation. Trump is particularly sensitive about claims regarding his net worth, a central pillar of his self-aggrandizement. When author Timothy O'Brien penned Trump Nation, which speculated a significantly lower valuation of Trump's wealth, Trump was quick to retaliate with a lawsuit. Despite Trump's actual net worth being potentially lower than publicized, closer to $150 to $250 million as per documents shown to O'Brien, Trump prioritized the preservation of his billionaire facade. The lawsuit against O'Brien crumbled, dismissed in court, but Trump seemed unbothered by the loss. His admission that inflicting distress upon O'Brien was the true triumph highlights a near-Machiavellian willingness to use fear as a deterrent against scrutiny. When it comes to deflecting inconvenient facts, Trump adopts a playbook of obfuscation and redirection. Confronted about his historical impersonations during a televised interview on NBC's Today Show, Trump initially responded with denial. Upon further coaxing, he shifted the narrative, questioning the propriety of dredging up a decades-old issue framing it as a breach of journalistic integrity. This defense mechanism, creating layers of deceit and redirection, is a hallmark of Trump's engagements with the facts that threaten his image. It paints a picture not just of a man who curates his public perception, but of one who fiercely combats any incursion into his tailored reality. This vigilant guardianship over his personal legend reveals much about Trump's interplay with the truth where preserving the myth often supersedes the acknowledgement of fact. Part 3. The Mirage of Mastery. Trump's struggle to mask knowledge gaps with fabrications. The intricacies of Donald Trump's persona extend beyond mere financial supremacy, with the projection of intellectual might as a cornerstone. He strives to emit a sense of omnipotence in knowledge, preferring to be seen as a sage, with an answer for every query. Yet, despite his effort to rouse awe with perceived wisdom, there are cracks in the facade that betray a different truth. Trump's lack of insight on various subjects occasionally surfaces, undermining his display of all-encompassing intellect. This absence of expertise was evident when Trump and the author first crossed paths in the 1980s regarding his casino endeavors. During their interaction, Trump's unfamiliarity with the mechanics of gambling was blatantly exposed. The author seized the opportunity to weave fictitious rules for the dice game craps, which Trump unsuspectingly embraced, feigning acumen and adding unfounded elaborations to the fabricated principles. 
Trump's vulnerable grasp of complex subjects was also visible during the 2015 Republican presidential debate. Queried about the nuclear triad, the tripartite method of deploying nuclear weapons, he deflected clumsily, venturing into tangential discourse about nuclear power and unrelated political stances. His answer unraveled into an incoherent emphasis on the importance of destruction, skirting the query altogether. Moreover, Trump's relationship with factual certainty is whimsically theseus, strangely subject to his emotional state. In his litigation against Timothy O'Brien, Trump's own testimony illustrated this bizarre conception of truth. Under oath, he suggested his net worth was a volatile figure, not grounded in financial fact, but swinging by the whim of his daily economic outlook. In Trump's world, static figures like net worth become malleable, not rigid numerical certainties, but rather entities shaped by sentiment and subjective experience. As we continue to delve deeper into Trump's business conduct, it becomes increasingly apparent how his malleable view of facts and knowledge impacts his approach to commerce and leadership, fostering an environment where objectivity takes a backseat to mood-influenced interpretations. Part 4, The Questionable Road to Wealth, Trump's Ethically Dubious Business Tactics. The narrative of Donald Trump's ascent in the business world is punctuated not only by his penchant for self-promotion, but also by a series of ventures that skirt the edge of legality. His pursuit of grandeur has sometimes come at the expense of ethical conduct, embodying a willingness to embrace questionable practices for the sake of profit. Back in 1980, as Trump envisioned the towering achievement that would be Trump Tower, an obstacle lay in his path, the existing Bonwit Teller building. Trump's response to this hurdle was not to comply with regulations or fair labor practices. Instead, he orchestrated a demolition crew composed chiefly of illegal Polish workers. Devoid of proper safety gear, they toiled under hazardous conditions, rooted with asbestos, and without the standard protections afforded by law. Their compensation was meagre, far below union wages, and their excessive work weeks flouted labor laws. The exploitation deepened at night, when worker numbers swelled unsafely, their labor cloaked in darkness. When the time came to pay these men, many found themselves empty-handed, their dues unmet. Trump, when faced with their grievances, feigned ignorance of such arrangements. It would be nearly two decades before the workers saw any semblance of justice. Trump's exploits in the realm of education introduce even more questionable practices. Trump University promised wisdom in the art of real estate success. Yet, this was no institute of higher learning. Rather, it was a misleadingly named firm peddling real estate training sessions. Despite directives from New York authorities to cease using the term university, Trump managed to circumnavigate enforcement for five years. Deeper scrutiny of Trump University revealed further transgressions. Students were lured with the promise of instruction from hand-picked experts, yet in court, Trump could not recall any of these alleged educators' names. It turned out these so-called teachers were in fact salespeople, lacking proper credentials in the trade they were drafted to teach. The unjustifiable cost of these seminars, nearly $1,500 for a three-day session, when compared to the value of the outdated materials provided, 
led consumer fraud agents to condemn the program as practically useless. Through episodes like these, the portrait of Trump's rise is tinted with a troubling hue. His narrative of prosperity is woven with strands of deception, exploitation, and a relentless chase of financial gain, raising profound concerns regarding the principles guiding his ventures. Part 5. The Murky Waters of Trump's Business Connections The landscape of Donald Trump's business empire is not without its shadowy figures and questionable alliances. The litany of associations Trump has maintained includes characters whose ethical compasses are, at best, askew. A scenario that might alarm some, yet it is hardly surprising given Trump's own business proclivities. In delving into Trump's dealings, one notable figure emerges prominently. Roy Cohn, a lawyer whose notorious mafia affiliations extended his influence into the deepest crevices of New York's underground, Cohn's counsel was instrumental in the fruition of Trump Tower, providing Trump not just legal advice, but access to a network of mob-influenced labor unions. Trump's decision to utilize ready-mix concrete for Trump Tower's construction, a material whose application entails certain risks, might have posed an issue during the rampant union strikes of the era. Yet Cohn's connections with powerful mob figures who also happened to be among his top clients, ensured that the project proceeded uninhibited, even amidst the vehement cement worker strikes of 1982. Another of Trump's commercial entanglements involved Joseph Weichselbaum, a figure with a criminal record encompassing grand theft auto and embezzlement. The relationship with Weichselbaum began innocently enough with Trump employing his services to ferry casino high rollers. Rumors, however, suggested that Weisselbaum's offerings extended beyond mere transportation, potentially catering to the notorious appetites of gambling magnates, including narcotics. Weisselbaum's subsequent drug trafficking charges in 1985 paved the way for a legal thriller. The case was unexpectedly reassigned to New Jersey, landing with a judge who happened to be Trump's sister. Though she would recuse herself, Trump's personal plea for leniency to the new judge appeared to bear fruit. Weichselbaum's consequent 18-month sentence starkly contrasted the harsher penalties his compatriots faced, raising eyebrows as to the true extent of Trump's influence. Upon his prison release, Weichselbaum's journey would come full circle. Securing an abode within Trump Tower itself, he continued to intertwine his fortunes with Trump, cementing a relationship that blurs the lines between legitimate enterprise and the criminal underworld. These vignettes of Trump's associations paint a somber picture of a man whose rise to power has been punctuated by partnerships that challenge the boundaries of law and ethics. The intricate web of connections, laced with favors and tacit understandings, reveals a side of Trump's business acumen that thrives in the shadows, where morality is negotiable and loyalty is the ultimate currency. Part 6. Beneath the Glow of Generosity. The Reality of Trump's Philanthropy. Donald Trump's public persona is one adorned with the trappings of wealth, not just in monetary terms, but ostensibly in generosity too. He has often portrayed himself as a benefactor, someone driven to aid the less fortunate. To hear it from him, he is an ardent philanthropist, a title laden with nobility and altruism. 
Yet scrutiny of his charitable pursuits paints a contradictory narrative, one marked more by grandiose announcements than by tangible acts of giving. The year was 1987 when Trump, riding the high waves of his best-selling book The Art of the Deal, pledged the forthcoming royalties to those in need, the homeless, Vietnam War veterans, and those grappling with terminal illnesses. The royalties were expected to amass around $4 million, a substantial sum. But the trail of this promise leads to a perplexing dead end, with a $2 million donation to the Donald J. Trump Foundation, leaving no further clue if the promised beneficiaries ever reaped the fruits of his largesse. Fast forward to a cold February in 2016 at an Iowa rally, where Trump boldly declared a $6 million fundraising initiative for veterans. The claim elicited applause and admiration, yet diligent follow-up by the Washington Post revealed no subsequent charitable activity. It was only when the specter of public scrutiny loomed, as the Post poised to reveal its findings, that a considerable sum made its hurried way to veterans' organizations. The pattern of proclaimed philanthropy versus practiced philanthropy extends to Trump's approach to taxes, a financial realm where avoidance rather than contribution appears to be the theme. Despite assertions of billion-dollar wealth, Trump has devised a labyrinth of stratagems to elude federal income taxes, leveraging real estate loss deductions to deflect his substantial earnings from tax liabilities. The fact that Trump has openly acknowledged his tax circumvention does little to soften the blow. His tax history reveals lengthy stretches barren of contributions. No taxes paid in 1978 and 1979. And in 1995, a staggering declaration of a $916 million loss potentially shielded him from income taxes for nearly two decades. This examination of Trump's charitable claims juxtaposed against his financial maneuvers reflects a concerning dichotomy in his narrative of affluence. While he positions himself as a figure of grand philanthropic fervor, the stark absence of verifiable generosity set against the backdrop of his tax evasion tactics, suggests a self-serving persona far more calculated and less charitable than he professes. Part 7. Vindictive Measures A look at Trump's merciless approach to competition and conflict. Throughout Donald Trump's storied career, there's been a recurring theme, an unyielding adherence to the binary of friend versus foe. This dichotomy is not a passive classification, but rather a guiding principle for Trump, who often exacts revenge when he perceives himself wronged. His retribution is not discreet, but manifestly punitive, serving as a stark warning to potential adversaries. Trump's brand of vindication is not restricted to the written word or private dealings, it seeps into professional conduct and is notably captured within the pages of his book, Think Big. Here, he recounts an episode wherein he dismissed an employee solely because she declined to leverage her personal connections on his behalf. Trump's response was a testament to his unforgiving nature. He went as far as to issue bad references, taking satisfaction in the subsequent misfortunes that befell her. This tendency towards vengeance is not confined to boardrooms or corporate battles. It permeates into the very fabric of his family relationships. 
A bitter legal feud over the inheritance from his father's estate put Trump at odds with his own brother's family. When accusations were levied against him for undue influence over their father's testamentary decisions, Trump's retaliation was swift and severe. He revoked crucial health benefits from his family, heedless of the critical medical needs of his infant grandnephew, William, who suffered from ongoing seizures. The decision, devoid of familial compassion, was so draconian it necessitated judicial intervention to restore the child's medical care. Unabashed by the moral implications, Trump's justification for such ruthlessness was simplistic, suggesting an inability or unwillingness to act otherwise. This landscape of intransigent vengeance casts Trump's meticulously cultivated image in a different light. Amidst the bluster and bravado of his public persona, the records of his numerous legal exploits narrate an alternative story. Far from the vision of a magnanimous tycoon, they sketch a portrait of a man whose business philosophy is inexorably entwined with a sense of implacable vindictiveness, a trait that extends from his commercial empire to the core of his family dynamics. Final summary. In the pantheon of American public figures, Donald Trump has carved out an indelible space, crafting an image of grandeur and success that has captivated some while drawing skepticism from others. Yet, when the curtain is pulled back, the Trump that emerges from the shadows of litigation and personal accounts is starkly different from the one bathed in the spotlight. Decades of Trump's life have been underpinned by legal battles that lay bare attributes far removed from his projected facade of a principled businessman. These numerous lawsuits reveal a man driven by pettiness, whose moral compass often points to self-interest rather than justice. Trump's actions demonstrate a willingness to flout legal and ethical boundaries and even endanger lives as long as it serves his purposes or settles scores. Whether it's stiffing contractors to save on costs, denying family members their inheritance, or intimidating critics into silence, Trump's strategies and decisions paint a picture of a man whose conduct is as questionable as it is vindictive. The Trump that history records may be defined not by the gleam of his towers, but by the shadows they cast, a complex, controversial figure whose true legacy may yet be determined by the countless court dockets that bear his name. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.